Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Luke chapter 5 and verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. That's a word we don't use very, very often now, but it means a catch of fish, okay? They said a new car has been launched, especially for American cowboys. It's called the Audi, partner. <laughs> I like to preach for a little while on the thought of a message Launch out, let down, and lift up. Launch out, let down, and lift up. Which is exactly what Jesus said to Peter. But really the word of God is not something where we read it as some kind of disembodied person that's saying, oh, this is a great little story, like an Aesop's fable. When I began to hear the word of God and God, God saved me and changed my life. When I read the Bible, it was like a two-way mirror. It was reading me and not just it, but God was reading me and the things that I began to say. God had a say about the things that I said. I remember after I became a Christian, the things that came out of my mouth that were not like Jesus. Uh, I remember I said the word donkey. Well, that's not a bad word, but not donkey, but the three-letter word for donkey. And, and so I was using that word, and uh, the Marines around me didn't, that wasn't a word that offended the Marines, right? And, uh, but inside, I was like, oh. And then, so I did it again. And the Marines didn't bat an eye, but me inside, oh. And it was like something inside of me was beginning to, you know, beginning to wither or something. Well, what is it? It's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Why? Because I had invited Jesus into my life and I said, God, be my Savior. You know what God was doing? He redeems the inside and then he works on the outside. So he had set my soul free and he was redeeming my mouth from my old way of talking. And let me tell you, we invent curse words in the Marines, right, Sean? We... <laughs> We just string them together like SpaghettiOs. We take a normal word and we throw like three or four F-bombs into that one word and like make it into its new word, right? Before like there was the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, we had our own speak in the Marine Corps. And I don't know if the Navy has the same thing, right? Where it's just like, how in the world do you communicate when all that you say is a bunch of curse words? I remember I talked to this Marine I still remember this. We were outside and he was going blinkity, 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 blink. And I said, man, if you just took out all the curse words, I could understand what you're trying to communicate to me. <laughs> you know, he didn't receive it that well. You know what he said? Blinkity, 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 blink. To me, right? I was, I was the new recipient of his blessings, right? But you know, God dealt with my heart and, and God did that because when you invite a holy Jesus into your life, then your life begins to change. It wasn't the church. It wasn't reading the Bible. It was the God of the Bible that began to live in my life. And then in our, our, our Bible reading, 
our text, it came to where after Jesus was speaking, the Bible says, the people were pressing upon him. Hola, tela, hola, señor, otra vez. See, I said it in Spanish this time, not French. <laughs> and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Now, this is the beginning of Luke chapter 5. And the Bible said he saw some ships or some fishing boats by the lake. So the Bible said the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets because they fished at night, right? So they're washing their nets and cleaning up. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's or Peter, and prayed him, asked him that he would thrust out a little from the land. So he was using Jesus. Uh, Peter was having his ship rented by Jesus, and he just launched out a little bit from the shore so that he could have kind of a natural pulpit and speak to the people. And the Bible said, and he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. So that's how we have Jesus in Peter's ship. And then after he had done speaking, the Bible says, where we come to our text, he said unto Simon, or Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. If you live in Florida, you have a front row seat to the launching at Cape Canaveral of the space shuttle. That was years ago, right? Now it's SpaceX and whoever else decides to use the launch pad. Especially if it's at night, you can see a hurtling meteor that's going up instead of down. And uh, I read that a, the space shuttle, and no doubt SpaceX is similar, has 37 million horsepower. Now, that's more than like, you know, the Dodge Challenger, right? That's a lot of horses. 4.4 million pounds with, with the space. And it has to lift that thing not only in the air, but it has to break the force of gravity. The gravity that's trying to hold everything in. You know, so too, when Jesus wants us to launch out, the first thing that Jesus will speak to our heart about is to launch out out of sin and sin has a gravity about it no doubt i tried to quit doing a lot of things when i was not a christian guess what it just got pulled back in and if it wasn't me pulling myself back in it was a well-meaning friend pulling me back in i've heard this illustration that if you have crabs in a bucket have you ever heard this illustration you don't have to put a lid on the bucket because one crab tries to crawl out and he's like, I'm almost free. You know what, it, what his friend crabs will do? Pull him right back down in the bucket. It's, I, I've never proved that. Has anyone ever seen that before? That's, but it seems like that's exactly the way that it is. I'm trying to change my life and I'm trying to overcome and I'm trying to get a makeover. But you know what? Something keeps pulling me back down. Brother, that's gravity. Sister, that's gravity, and it's called sin. And you know what? You can't break out of sin with human power, with human thinking. You need to be set free by Jesus Christ himself. The Bible said that blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sin. That's the only way that it happened to me when Jesus Christ changed me. But when Jesus changes me, he didn't say, okay, now go sit down and be quiet. He said, no, launch out. When I came out of that church service, I had something to say. 
And I was like, man, you'd think that if you start going to church, people would slap you on the back and say, praise God. No. They're like, hey, think you're so good or you think you're so holy or how come you don't hang out with us anymore? Boy, but you know what? I had my 37 million horsepower powered by the Holy Spirit, and I was out of my old life. You see, when he told Simon, he said, Simon, you've got to launch out, not to the, not to the, the, you know, the two foot deep, not to the shallows. You know what you catch in the shallows? Minnows. Hey, those fishermen don't, hey, look, it's, you know, the Jeff Foxworthy said that they bought a depth finder for his boat, right? And, uh. He said, uh, "Say, well, man, you could just stick your." Uh, he said, "Right now we're at we're at two, no, no, three, two, another two feet, right, three feet, right." His friends, well, man, you could just stuck your leg over the boat and found that out. And he said, "Man, but sometimes you gotta work, and then I'm all here by myself. I need my depth finder." But you know what? We need to be out farther than the shallows. God said, launch out into the deep. You know, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, that's exactly what God wants you to do. Not just to kind of piddle around. You know, they have kiddie pools and you splash around the kiddie pool. There comes a time when you're like 36 years old. That kiddie pool doesn't do a lot for you. I mean, you have to roll around, right? Just to get wet, right? I want to go to the big boy pool. I want to go, it's like, man, I want, to, I want to jump in and go all the way under before I touch the bottom, right? I want the deep. You know that when we were in Mauritius, when I, when I was growing up, it's a little island near Madagascar off Africa. And we went to this, uh, took a, a charter boat out and we went out and went scuba, uh, snorkeling, not scuba diving, snorkeling. And you went down there, I don't know if it was 20, 30 foot deep, but you'd see all these beautiful beautiful fish because you were in the open water. You know, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get in the open water and let God do something in our life. Say, well, there's dangers out there. Yes, there's dangers out there. Was it Cancun? We went snorkeling in Cancun. I won't get into all of it, right? So I'm there and uh, there's these things called the great white barracuda and they're not too friendly with humans, but so there were uh, a line of great white barracuda and they were swimming and I was swimming and they were swimming and we came to an intersection. You know that intersections out there? And uh, so they just, the front part kept going and the back guys just stopped like it was a red light. And there was a line of great white barracuda that way and they were letting their friends go by because they saw this big human and that was me and I'm like, no, you go. And they're like, no, you go. And so I'm like, we weren't talking, but we were just waiting for one another, right? Because I didn't want to go and have them go on me. <laughs> so after a while, they didn't go. So I'm like, well, maybe they're afraid of me, so I'll go, okay? So I took off, and they didn't eat me, I guess. I'm still here. They said, well, preacher, but there's threats out there in the deep. What if I really launch out and give my life to Jesus Christ? What are people going to say? You know what? I don't care what people are going to say. I want to know what God says to do. And you know what God says to do and the word of God says to do? It should trump what anybody else says or what any threat that there is. You know, there are threats in serving Jesus Christ. But guess what? God said go. And if you go into the deep, there are things that you will see there that you will not see if you stay on the beach. God will open up things to your heart. And uh, you know that I, I remember that there was this one lady. 
uh, she launched out. You know, church should be like a launch pad. She came to every service except Sunday morning because she worked. Her husband was in the military, so she worked to support herself when she went to school, uh, have a little spending money, right? Her husband supported her, but she, she, so she came to every service. And she was a pretty lady, right? But when I say this because she had that pretty lady smile, you know the pretty ladies that they smile? Not the poochy lip thing, I'm not talking about that. I still don't get that, like, it's like, are you a fish? I don't, I don't, but anyway, but, but uh, she just had a pretty smile. And, uh, but it was like that, you know, it was like that ready to take a picture smile. And uh, she said to my wife one day, I have, a pr- I have a present for you. And my wife and I were like, okay, or surprise, right, surprise. And she came to every service except Sunday morning service. Well, she showed up at that Sunday morning service. And she had this radiant smile. I think it was like a little lopsided or something. It wasn't like a put on. It was just like your lips are stretched as far apart as they can go. And I was like, man, that's what, if I could have taken a picture, I've got a still shot in here, but I can't show you. And there's just this joy in this lady's life. And you say, well, preacher, what is that? That's launching out into the deep. And you say, well, did her bills get paid? Uh, Evidently so. God still worked things out. Just launch out and let God do what God's going to do. When God says launch, brother, sister, launch out into the deep. And you know what? Let God take care of the rest. When I was in the military, I remember there was an inspection and we were holding our M16 rifles. And you learn to listen. So my drill instructor, the guy who was instructing us said, when the inspecting officer comes in front of you, when you see from the corner of your eye his hand come up, to take your rifle, just put your hands down and just drop the rifle right there in, in space. And I'm like, got it. I didn't say that, but I'm like, okay. So this, maybe it was a lieutenant came in front of me and I saw from the corner of my eye, his hand come up, whoop. I just dropped my hands and my rifle was hanging in midair. And he, he caught it. The, the, and then when he gave it back, he said, next time recruit, Hold on to that weapon a little bit longer. But you know what? I wasn't cringing. I was doing what I was told to do. And guess what? If anything, I left him with the pucker factor. And I didn't have the pucker factor. You know, when you trust Jesus Christ, the other guy's going to have the pucker factor. You are just going to be serving in joy. And there's something about launching out where you say, well, God said to do it. I'm just going to do it. Why? Because God's word said launch. The Bible said in Psalms, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? You know, I was, inter- I was reading about how big the galaxy is and how big the universe is. And they said it was an illustration to kind of give us an understanding of how great this this, this, this wonderful creation of God is. So the illustration goes, if the distance between the earth and the sun, which is like what, not like millions of miles, like 30 million miles, incredible amount of distance. If it's illustrated by the width of a piece of paper, what's the width? I mean, the, the, the thickness of a piece of paper, that's the distance between the earth and the sun. Well, how would the distance to the edge of our galaxy be a stack of paper 310 miles high 
So that's our galaxy. How about to the end of the universe? It'd be now, again, the thickness of the paper represents the distance between the earth and the sun, but we're just condensing it. What about to the edge of our known universe? Like 31 million miles high, a stack of paper. God has made our universe so incredibly big, but when God begins to deal with your life, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he knows what he's doing. When he tells you to launch out, you say, preacher, but the friends, and they're going to say this, and my family are going to say this. My family thought I had joined a cult. I completely changed when I got saved. But then they watched my life over the years, and they realized I wasn't a cult member, and I don't even like Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> I like coffee. If cult members drink coffee, maybe I'm a cult member. I'm an investor anyway, so... But they realized, no, I was a Christian. See, Christians are meant to be a light unto the world. Did Jesus, did not Jesus say, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let God in your life be shown to men and women when you change your life by launching out, launching out of the places you used to go, launching out of the things you used to do. There's that song that said, the things I used to do. I don't do them anymore. Why? I launched out. Let down. When you launched out into that suitable place that God wants you, notice that sometimes God says to do one thing, and then he says, do something else too. Let down your nets. Now, a fishing net is obviously used to catch something, right? And how do we catch anything from Jesus Christ? The Bible said faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you come to God, the Bible said by it, in Hebrews chapter 11, the elders obtained a good report. You know that we all get, my daughter got, I think she got a report card or it's coming out soon. Yeah, something, it's coming. And you get rated, right, on your report cards, A, B, C, D, they left E out for some reason, but I think they know that F works well for fail, right? But in, in God, A represents excellence by faith, that we look to God by faith. The Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please him. When he said, let down your nets, that's why it say, preacher, why did it take faith? Because they said, we've toiled all the night. We've already been fishing. It doesn't work. Besides Jesus, your dad was a carpenter. You're not a fisherman. Now, that's not what they said. That's not what they said. That's what they thought. Right. And a lot of people, they were like, preacher, yeah, but you're not this and you're not the other. How do you know? You're not a business person or you're not a homemaker or you're not this and that or the other. What do you know about fishing? Well, first of all, Jesus created the fish. He created the human mind. The Bible said he created all things. Every, everything that was made, Jesus created it. But he wasn't about to have a discussion about that. And Peter said, nevertheless, master, at thy word, we'll let down the net. You know, isn't it interesting? Because Jesus said, let down nets, plural, right? Throw them down, everything you got. And Peter's like, we'll humor you. We'll let down one net. 
because we want to, you know, we appreciate you. You're a teacher, you know, preacher. I, you're a preacher. I don't want to, like, correct you in front of the congregation, but you don't really know how the world works. I'm thankful I don't know how the world works. But one thing I found out is how God works. God still works. God still does miracles. And I, I've shared this before, but... Uh, we, we met a guy, we were working on a job at the Mosh. What is that? The Museum of Science and History. And there's a guy that was kind of, he was emotional. And I said, well, what's going on, man? He said, my girlfriend's about to, they're going to have to deliver this baby. My girlfriend's pregnant and the baby's going to probably die because it's not very old, right? So it's, it's just uh, early in the pregnancy. And I said, do you want to pray? And he said, yeah, let's pray. And I'm like, so we, we prayed right outside on the job site. And then fast forward some months later, we went to visit a sister in the hospital that was in a motorcycle accident. And uh, so my wife was pregnant, so this is many years ago. So she had to go to the little girl's room and make a visit. So I was just standing in the hallway like a good little husband, right? And this guy walks by, same guy, and this girl. But the guy was the guy I prayed with. I said, hey man, hey man, I prayed with you, right? You remember me? I don't think he remembered me or whatever, but I remembered him. And I said, how's the baby? Is it, you know, because we didn't know. And he said, the baby lived. We're going to go visit the baby in the NICU or whatever. And I was like, wow, you know that I believe that God showed me that? Just, you know, you pray a lot of times, but you don't know if God answers your prayers. Let me tell you, God still answers prayers. God still heals. God still delivers babies that are little and that, that everyone thinks is going to die. And they still live. But what is the key component there? Trust or faith in Jesus Christ. That's what God wanted to do to Peter. He said, let down everything that you have. But you know what? Faith that is partial doesn't really work as much. Ah, like if you ever, you know, you got to step from the pier to the boat and there's that little gap right there. I used to work for a gentleman named Mike, Mike Carroll and he it was a joke that if there was like a little sliver between the pier and the boat, he would somehow lose like his cell phone or his, his sunglasses. They just go Broop, right in there. But you don't want to fall in there, right? So you keep, you try to keep one foot on the solid ground and one foot, but you don't want to actually commit to do that jump. Well, let me tell you, wherever Jesus tells you to go, that's solid ground. You might think it's solid ground. Well, it's solid ground here or solid ground here. You know, we came a full-time preacher almost four years ago. It's wild, but let me tell you, it's solid ground. God said, do it. And when you did it, it's like, preacher, I don't know how everything's going to work out. Let me tell you, the politicians don't know how things are going to work out. Uh, the, the businesses don't know things are going to work out, but God knows how things are going to work out. And when you just let down your nets and let God give you a blessing, that's what God wanted him to do. He's like, hey, let down everything you have. I'm about to fill you up. I'm about to fill you up. The Bible says, and a multitude of fish enclosed the net. There was only one, right? And it was so much that it began to break. So preacher, why did it break? Jesus said, let them all down, but they only let one down. He said, well, who cares if the net broke? No, you don't understand. They weren't fishing for fun. They weren't fishing to fill up their, their daughters. Oh, did Emma feed the fish? I don't know. 
We have some fish. We have three or two or one or none. <laughs> but that's not the reason they were fishing. They were fishing for money. That was their income. They, every fish represented a dollar amount. And when the net broke, their money was going right back into the deep. And so they called their friends and their boats began to sink because there, there was so much fish that was in, in this. And what are you saying, preacher? Jesus said that God wants you to lift up a blessing. The reason you come to church is, oh, preacher, but it's not fish, but my relationship is sinking. God said, let down your nets. God can lift up your relationship. God said, let down your nets. God can lift up that thing that you think you're stuck or mired in. God said, let down your nets. God can pay that bill. So preacher, it's a big bill. I know it's a big bill, but it's not as big as God. God can do those things. He said, you've got a catch that's coming. You've got a catch that's happening, that's going to happen by faith. So preacher, but in, I can't see it. Have you ever gone fishing? You can't see the fish. My wife comes to the piano. If you go out in the deep, you're not going to, unless it's a shark fin or something, you're probably not going to catch that. The fish are there, but they're just under the water. They're there. You know, it's a faith. Fishermen fish by faith. They can't see it, but they go out there knowing they're out here. We're going to catch. And they actually buy boats, hundreds of thousands of dollars and all this equipment. And they know that we're going to actually gain more than we spend. Why? Because by faith, these fish are out here. And you know that Jesus said spiritually, he said, I've got something for you to lift up in your life. He said, preacher, what do you need in your life? No, the question is not what I need, but... It's what you need in your life. Say, so, preacher, but I need a change in this part of my life. And God said, well, I've got a catch for you. You've got something that you need in your life. God said, I've got it for you. Would you let down your nets and take it by faith? But with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you a question. Something God's dealing with your heart about, have you let down your net? Or you let down your nets? Peter said, at your word, I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you a pinky. Look, if I'm holding on for dear life, I'm going to use both hands. <laughs> Not my pinky. And then I'm going to wrap both my legs around that rope too. If it's, and I'm going to probably bite it with my mouth. I'm going to use everything that I can. Hold on. That's what faith is. Say, God, I'm going to trust you with every cell in my body. And I'm going to see what you can do. That's what you do when you launch out. Launch out, the Bible says, lean not on your own, unto, on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he'll direct your paths. When you get to the place where God wants you, he said, let down. Let down to catch something. Say, preacher, I came to church, but I need something. And God knows. And right now we're going to have a, a season of prayer. That's when you catch something. That's when you say, God, I need this in my life. Or I need to stop this. Or I need to start this. Let Sunday morning not just be a place where we come sit. Let it be a launch pad. Let it be a launch pad for your life. Let it be a launch pad to a different direction. Launch out. God can pull past the gravity of peer pressure, of sin, or of any kind of societal expectations. Be what God wants you to be. And last, he said, lift up. I've got a draft. I've got a catch of fish for you. And you know what? He wasn't just talking about monetary uh, blessings but he said Peter from henceforth you're going to catch men I want you to go out and reach the most valuable resource that we have it's, it's not fish, it's not gold it's not silver, it's people people 
that need Jesus Christ in their life. And you're the witness that's going to be the launch pad for them. Launch out, let down, lift up. Let's find a place to pray. Father, have your way in our hearts. Speak to our lives. You know what? These altars are open. You need something from the Lord. Let God do something in you this morning and launch out. Say, well, preacher, what if everyone's going to see me if I go to the altar? Well, yes, but that's not why you go to an altar. You're letting down your net to get something from Jesus. And that's why you should go to an altar. Because an altar is a place of sacrifice. And an altar is a place of where you can receive something. It's a place where you can meet Jesus. So a preacher, I'm, I'm going through something, preacher. Well, let the word of God go in that situation with you. And we'll see how it works out. Because all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And God will vindicate and will show himself, God, in your situation. Launch out, let down, lift up. Do it today. Father, I preach your word. Have your way in our hearts. Lord, let us launch out. Launch out of our comfort zone. Launch out of the way we've always done it. Let us let down by faith those nets. And God, let us lift up what you want us to catch. It's there. We can't see it. But by faith we hear. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. God has an answer. Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise. Lord, have your way. Hey, my brother, Should come my way. Let down and lift up a 